0: in the following programs are entirely those of the programmers and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Powell River Community Radio Society or of CJMP. Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer, and joining me as usual is Jill Kirby from Victoria. Hi, Jill. Hello. Yay. Oh, wow. I think almost a perfect start. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. Okay, 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 I won't, I won't, I won't. Okay, <laughs> so on our show today, um, we are going to be talking about a mathematical point that is calculated, that is often found um, in charts. If you, you know, go to the many websites on the internet that will calculate your chart for you, you will see a notation and a circle with an X in it that says part of fortune and it um I think a lot of people sort of go oh is this is this where I win the lottery is you know is this um area depending on you know what house it falls in that I am going to be you know again doing some sort of yippee (laughs) and so um unfortunately um that is probably not the case, not even at all, not even close, but <laughs> maybe occasionally. Um, and so we're going to um, sort of demystify the part of fortune, uh, give you some background about uh, how how and when it first came into practice, uh, what it's actually used for, um, so that if you want to explore the part of fortune, um, you can have a sense of just what it may you know, contribute to your life path or not. Um, And just a heads up, if you do decide that looking at the parts or as they're sometimes also called lots, um, guess what? My program alone will give you 40 (laughs) lots that you can look at. (laughs) So um, this is a rabbit hole that starts off quite small but can expand into a canyon of points, in um, sort of like asteroids. That was yeah, yeah. We also have asteroids that could basically cover every segment yeah. of the.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could you could cover the whole chart so that you couldn't distinguish anything from anything else. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hi. Yeah, Caution against using too
0: many. Yes, exactly. Um, too many and, and and <laughs> okay. So, what is a lot? What is a part? And again, that, those two words are inter interchangeable. Okay, so um, they do predate uh, the Hellenistic era in the sense that uh, in Babylonia. Um, there, were, there are gazillions of cuneiform-style tablets that are omens. And it's sort of out of the omen historical root that um, astrology eventually grew out of. And so something like Part of Fortune, um, and in its divinatory context, would predate um you know the use of a uh, horoscope uh for an individual so those kinds of calculations um were being used before you know they decided oh we could actually draft up a chart of a person at the time that they were born yeah. so in that continuum it's really using, old
1: i think using them for individuals was fairly late coming into Things. like they used to use it for the the the, the country kid. and the, the country as a whole more mundane kind yeah of
0: exactly exactly
1: and, and it was you know it's only in more recent times really that yeah it became sort of something that the every man could look at.
0: Exactly. Um, well, but I suspect for the same reasons, right? Because we all want to know what is our lot in life, oh, yeah. which is, you know, our, you know, I mean, in our context today, it's are we going to be rich and famous and yada, yada, yada. Um, but for them, it would be, you know, am I going to be successful growing food to raise my family or, you know, yeah, so your lot in life. Um, okay, so it is um, uh, created by from the geometry of the circle okay and so you take this point and you take that point and you do some math to them and it derives into a third point and that is how all the lots are arrived at and typically um, the distance between two points will typically be planets And then you take that distance and you cast it forward in zodiacal order from the Ascendant. So, for instance, the lot of fortune is the relationship between the sun and the moon. And there is a difference between whether you're subtracting the sun from the moon or the moon from the sun, depending on whether you were born as a day sect diurnal chart or a nocturnal chart or the sun is below the horizon and the moon is yeah anyway. a lot
1: of a lot of modern astrologers just calculate for the day like it's always a, 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 using the well day and chart.
0: that and the reason why they did that was because that was something that ptolemy made fashionable but has since been Pretty much uniformly, at least in Hellenistic circles, it's been you know tossed out yeah, the window. No, the but, traditional, yeah. The,
1: the real way to do it is taking into account whether you're born day yeah.
0: day or night. Day or night. Yeah, of, exactly.
1: Kind of have to check.
0: Yes. You know, yeah. In,
1: has, to, has has calculated it for you correctly.
0: They, yeah, and correct. um, so there is an e- easy way to tell that. Um, and, uh, again, you know, if you look at the relationship between the sun and the moon, um, if maybe that doesn't work. No, I'm not going to go out on that limb because I, yeah. I'm not that good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd be surprised now if there are uh, astrology software out there that doesn't take it into account. But maybe, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know, I just know that. Yeah, that,
0: that no, they I, used to. When
1: I was reading, they were saying, well, a lot of modern astrologers don't bother with that. But yeah, I, I can remember decades ago.
0: Yeah, before, that <laughs> we must remember I a, that.
1: <laughs> I had a computer when I kind of got interested and in, I I would calculate them by hand. Yes,
0: yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is quite easy, actually. It's yeah, not It's, it's not rocket big, science.
1: Although it's, it's the whole 360 degrees. Sometimes you have to add that on to yes. subtract and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. speaking of which, I just realized that, uh, you know, for our YouTube audience, I can, uh, where did it? Oh, no, I have to make this change first. So for those of you who are, Uh, listening, if you go to my website, uh, uh, www.cardinalastrology.ca, and you go to the radio tab, uh, this is episode 128, and you too can um, see uh, what I've got is a graphic of the classic uh, lots that um, were used by the Hellenistic, plus a few of the more modern ones that people are, of course, interested in. Probably the biggest one is marriage. Um, and so what you see here is you take the sun, you subtract the moon, and that distance is cast forward from the ascendant. Um, and so there's a the lot of fortune, a lot of spirit, victory, um, eros, Uh, necessity, courage, and nemesis. Um, And so the F and the S in the chart, that stands for the lot of fortune or the lot of spirit. And so they aren't always using the ascendant, uh, but most of the, the other side of the graph, which shows father, mother, siblings, children, marriage, and bad times, that is cast forward from the ascendant. And so, you know, for those who like to play, (laughs) there's a lot here to choose from. Okay, so, but let's just focus on the Lot of Fortune. Okay, so keep in mind, this was a divinatory component, and so, you know... It's your lot, it's, you know, what place on the team do you get? Uh, your portion of karma might be another way of looking at it, or your portion of fate. And for me, it's, it's in the vein of, you know, the bonus point of being born in Canada today, or being born in Ukraine. That's a totally fated component of one's life, right? Um, and so it's in that vein that the lot of fortune operates
1: well the other the other reason that the it's a part of fortune is is sort of the primary point people use is that it incorporates the three basics exactly
0: of who exactly, we are, yeah right
1: our set our sun, which is our core and the the ascendant, which is kind of more our outer persona, and the moon, which is our emotional nature, and
0: yeah, planet. exactly. It's that relationship put into a point, yeah exactly very good way okay so um so another way of looking at the divinatory thing and i found this interesting because this came through a podcast that i listened to uh by achuta bhava who is nightlight astrology um and i've been saying something similar in a different way um in my own recognition of just how do-do-do-do astrology can be. And that is, um, if you have the correct intention behind a question that you wish to have the gods, and so gods is just um, code for, you know, whether you think it's the universe or the goddess or Allah or, you know, whoever the deity is of your choice, you um, you know, you've asked. You're asking a question of that deity, and it requires a language slash tool that acts as a telephone for answers to come. And the lots or parts um, act in this way. You know, they'll yeah,
1: yeah, and, and and actually, they are asking the question. Is is a horary? That's that's horary yes. astrology. Yes,
0: yeah, so exactly.
1: What, what we call horary astrology. That's the astrology of asking a question and taking note of the time at which you ask that question, which needs to be a question you really want the answer to.
0: Exactly. Right? Exactly.
1: A casual kind of thing. You you note the time, you do the chart for that time, and then the answer actually is within the chart. And I I played with that years ago and it was really quite interesting. I had one one that really worked really well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: my my eldest daughter was wanting to travel and i think she thought i had her birth certificate or something and i was quite sure i'd given it to her no no she knows everything uh (laughs) no you've got it so i was tearing my place apart looking for it and couldn't find it anywhere and i'm standing in the midst of the chaos (laughs) going where is it (laughs) and i thought oh i'll see what the church says yeah and and it was remarkable how accurate it was it was yes like it right away it said it's not where you are okay that's what i thought yeah and it was more in the, it was in the direction where she lived from me
0: right and, yep
1: and it was it was even as specific as to go to the the wall of the, the room and the wall in the room you know like what direction yeah yeah
0: it can do that
1: halfway up and it was in a full in a in the, you know within something yellow and she found it in a yellow file folder and
0: and this and you were vindicated yay mom i mean that's the only time
1: i've had that kind of a wow it really works yes
0: (laughs) yeah
1: lord it that much but yeah it is a good tool but i wasn't using the the, the
0: these lots but i think i think your point is that that is how these are supposed to work yeah, yeah and
1: there are questions you would you know would, yeah. would look at the
0: part
1: of marriage yeah. or like if you're asking about am i going to marry this guy you might want to factor in the part of marriage or
0: yes kind of. exactly so
1: yeah it has its place but and it is i think used probably more in horror than
0: could possibly than my, be having um, yeah i have not walked down that path at all but okay so let's go back to this um Okay, so in the in the the ancients used to definitely check it out if they found the rest of the chart, just sort of the standard chart reading, showed a chart that didn't have a good strong base, um, they would look to the part of fortune to see if in that layer there was some stability offered, um, you know, so to make the life of the native, um, you know, a little more doable. Um, Okay, so, but what it wasn't was this is not a freebie of good luck, darn. Um, It can point out that hard work would pay off in that particular arena um, of the chart. Okay, so the math involved, we've already talked about this. You take the relationship of the sun and the moon, you cast that forward, Uh, So for instance, in my own chart, uh, the moon and the sun are sextile, it's a day chart. And so I take that 60 degrees, and I cast it forward from my ascendant. And sure enough, that is where my lot of fortune is. And so as Jill was saying, it is sort of the sum of those core pieces of your personality. And so the condition that the lot of fortune is could speak to Um, how well integrated the life will be. Um,
1: And it does relate to health because of
0: that. Yes, yeah. And some actually see it as um, almost operating like the moon in a Hellenistic, from a Hellenistic point of view, because the moon is said to be the body, um, whereas the sun is the the spirit. Um, And so, you know, again, uh, you can look at your part of fortune and go, does it, you know, is it in a nice spot? You know, if it's in the 12th house, you might go, shit. <laughs> or if it's in the 8th house, if you, you might go. you
1: to be born right at the um, new moon eclipse, you're going to have your part of fortune right on the ascendant. If yes. You're born at the full moon or full moon. Yeah, it's, going, it's going to be in the 7th descendant right
0: yeah yeah but if it was that would be interesting actually to look at so donald trump's part of fortune i never thought of pulling his up because he was born on an eclipse and it was a full moon eclipse and so yeah his part of fortune might
1: it's his descendant
0: yeah Yeah. huh interesting
1: yeah so that's just yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: i didn't do his chart though The most basic thing you would Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Okay, so what it can, you know, in some texts, what it points towards is supposedly worldly success and prosperity. Uh, But that has to be seen vis-a-vis the sign that it's in, the house placement. Um, And in particular, pretty much anybody that I read, they seem to think that you needed another planet there, um, near the part of fortune, for it to really stack up for something that's going to be obvious and noticeable.
1: And you'd also look at the ruler. Of the
0: yes. Sun. Yeah. And so, if the ruler is in good shape, um, uh, yeah, and if it can aspect it, if it can see it, that would be another Hellenistic criteria. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here are what some of them have said. So it is the basic way in which individual is physically connected with the surrounding world. It is one of the significators of body and health and is the primary significator of prosperity and also career as it relates to prosperity. So Robert Hand, though, took a slightly different uh, point of view, and he has quite an extensive article up on astro.com about the part of fortune. Okay, so this is uh, some excerpts from that. Uh, Primary indicator of physical body and health. Uh, The moon, obviously, is also an indicator of the body, but there is a difference between them. Uh, the Ascendant was considered to be the body at its most physical material level and the moon was the living aspect of the body, in fact soul, uh, but soul incarnated into the physical body. The part of fortune being composed of both of these along with the sun is also an indicator of the living physical body and its relationships with physical and social world in which the native lives. Now, in order to parse that out in someone's chart, that's gonna take a boat or two. <laughs> but obviously he was able to do that. Um yeah. So it could have quite a depth if you were willing to just meditate on yeah, the yeah. context that you find your part of fortune in.
1: But it okay. isn't it isn't an actor in the chart
0: no right? it isn't it is a statement about it's
1: an important distinction to yeah make. Like
0: yeah yeah
1: planets would need to activate it rather than yes you know,
0: it, exactly it's it it's just it. saying something it's not an active force exactly yeah. exactly uh, its capacity to signify prosperity comes from this if the part of fortune is in good condition the relationship between the native and the physical and social world in which he or she lives is one that supports the native and enables the native to live well if the part of fortune is in poor condition the native has a harder time living in relationship with the world that supports the native. Uh, not a given that when poorly placed uh, will indicate things like poverty or bad health, but it just means the native will have to work harder or has a narrow, narrow or, narrower range of possibilities or routes to success. But given these two considerations, the results can still be very positive. Okay, so another lady that I was reading um represents uh okay so it shows where you can attune to your environment in a way that brings success but this depends on how you use the energies of your sun moon and ascendant if they're not in balance or expressed negatively the part of fortune becomes more a part of misfortune so Mm -hmm. that's i guess her experience with working with it Okay, so here's another one. The position of your part of fortune shows where you feel most at home and rooted in the center of your being. And that would be that definite combination of ascendant, moon, sun. Yeah. Yeah. So madly off in all directions for me. Because <laughs> mine's in Gemini with Jupiter. Really off in many directions. Dang okay uh it represents an inner sense of abundance and joy and isn't necessarily dependent on external circumstances um outer harmony comes from inner harmony so integrating your sun moon and ascendant will help you achieve inner harmony so i'm wondering if that would be true if you've got so you have sun square moon yes yeah so yeah. would your part of fortune show you a way to create a better integration of those two we have her chart up so we may talk about that
1: well i think so yeah 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 I think it, I think okay because it right? it's in my nights but conjunct the tens. yeah you know, so what i've what i've done well, career-wise is astrology and also holistic health which is all about you know the healing process and integrating
0: oh okay 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 so maybe this part of fortune can say something for people okay um so achieve your inner harmony this will reveal your innate talents and where you'll find joy and abundance in your life or not Um, this usually takes a while to achieve Uh, so the part of fortune will probably work better after midlife or if you make a real effort to grow into wholeness yeah, so if you've got a client in front of you that you know is never going to do any self-reflection, yeah, you might read The Part of Fortune a little more literally. Okay, so Atuta bava in, this is the gentleman from Nightlight Astrology, uh, he has a whole little segment on The Part of Fortune, which I recommend listening to. Um, He figures in his work that he really only pays attention to the part of fortune if it has a planet conjunct it. Um, And if he does, then he looks at the condition of the ruler and what topics that brings in. Um, But he also says that typically you, you don't really pay attention unless there is a major transit to it. Uh, And then it can be that fated moment that nobody could have predicted. Um, And, you know, so a client will come in and go, you know, this happened, you know, where is this in my chart? And it could, it's those moments that are sort of out of the blue that uh, might be indicated by a major transit to the part of fortune, you Hmm. know, not something you can um, pre-diagnose or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think at this stage in time, we are going to actually pull up a couple of charts. So the examples that I have for us today, first one is Prince Andrew. And I thought, okay, so does his part of fortune at all play into his not necessarily good times that are happening right now. And as it turns out- well, I oh. I
1: think when you're talking about self-reflection, I doubt that he's done very much.
0: Yeah, no, probably not, probably not. Okay, so, so yes, Prince An- Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me just give a little background detail. Uh, he was born in the 60s. He has Leo rising. Moon in Scorpio, Sun in Pisces. Um, And so he is a day chart. His part of fortune uh, falls in, uh, so in the Hellenistic version, it would be the 10th house. And I think also in Placidus, it would probably still be in the 10th house. It's in Taurus. There's no planet particularly near it, but it is on one of the angles. So obviously, from time to time, it could strike a very strong chord. Well, Uranus in its trip around the sun um, caught up to said part of fortune in the last few years and um, definitely jumped on top of it exposing his um, the condition of its ruler which is Venus and Venus is in Capricorn conjunct Mars and Saturn in the sixth house of slaves dear me we did not do well here. (laughs) And so, obviously, his fated component would have required that he actually be paying attention to his use of sexual energy, which he obviously didn't do. And so, a strong transit to his part of fortune created a huge downfall.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the aspects he does have—he's got Neptune opposite. It.
0: Yes, as well. Yeah,
1: Pluto yeah. and So.
0: Yeah, think, it, it's quite a powerful was, one, but a powerful.
1: He's yeah, ascendant in Leo. He has that sort of divine right kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, they, there's no need for reflection because I am part of the elite and the.
0: Yes. You know,
1: yeah. The, the chosen flute few and, you know, God's choice for whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think what a person can take away from this example is if you find that your own part of fortune is on the angles, you know, first, fourth, seventh, or tenth, then you might actually want to kind of explore it to make sure that you're, you know, you're ignoring a, You know, that you're not ignoring a big blind spot. Um, It Mm -hmm. could be a big blind spot that could confer some prosperity into your life, or as in the case of Miss Prince Andrew, you know, setting you up for quite a fall. Yeah. Well, I
1: think, too, whatever would happen that might be kind of out of the blue, uh, fated, if you will, it's going to be public.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's on the angles. Yeah. That is true, (laughs) especially the 10th. That one is particularly. Okay, so the next example that I picked was just to show that, uh, you know, because again, lots of people think uh, with the part of fortune, well, maybe this is, you know, gonna tell me that I'm gonna be the next Adele. And no, um, part of fortunes don't always speak to that. Um, And in the case of uh, the singer Adele, Okay, so she was born in the 80s. Um, Her sun uh, is conjunct Jupiter in Taurus in the 11th of the public audience. Um, Her moon is in Sag in the sixth house. And so the relationship between the sun and the moon, again, it's a day chart, put her part of fortune in the house of death. (laughs) And so um, obviously it's not uh, particularly... Um, connected with her fame, uh, other than um, it has uh, a conjunction with the planet Mars, and Mars in a Hellenistic chart does rule the 10th house. But it's, it's coming at it not from a, you know, kind of your typical place. And Mars isn't particularly well positioned in the eighth house in Aquarius. Um, it would have been much happier if that Mars had have been exalted in Capricorn, which it wasn't. And her Saturn is who rules that part of fortune. It's in the seventh house of um, open enemies or, and, or, um partners and she has had some you know difficulties with relationships um, she's ended the one uh with her son the father of her son um and so that in that saturn is sandwiched between uh uranus neptune but i think uh, the point of with this particular chart that i was trying to make is just that um i mean it does speak to things in her life, but it isn't the fame that many people today might associate with the word part of fortune, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, in the eighth house, can doesn't always about death. It no, can be about no. Sex. It can be about yeah. You know, um, other people's money. You know, yeah, mer- merged. Yeah, <laughs> in- <laughs> so.
0: And, uh, and uh, her her debut album did have lots of sort of seventh, eighth house themes, definitely. You know, the, um, you know, the lost relationship and, um, you know, we could have had it all, you know, which would be almost a eighth house statement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in terms of the fame, though. I, my suspicion is it was just the good fortune of Sun conjunct Jupiter in the 11th house. I mean, it's yeah. Um, okay, so rats, we have lots of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we- well, and
1: also, also, the Sun is squaring the ruler of her Hellenistic 10th house.
0: Yes, that is true. That is true. So it does draw in the part of fortune that way. Maybe it is more than what I originally saw. Oh, and I almost forgot. Okay, so the other thing that the part of fortune is used for is a secondary ascendant. And so what you do is you start with um, uh, where the part of fortune is. So let's just look at her chart. Actually, let's go back up and look at at Prince Andrew's chart, um, and see if his fall of grace was uh, indicated in this. Okay, so you take the part of fortune, you make it the first house, so this would be one, this would be, so his uh, part of fortune is, no, I started that off wrong. Okay, (laughs) really good, boring. Okay, so the 10th house is number one, and uh, so 10th would be 1 11 2 12 3 first 4 second 5 third 6th 7th fourth am i right am i still doing right 7th
1: yeah, is in her in his fourth house yeah
0: 8th okay so the 8th house is Um, Supposed to be the eighth from the part of fortune is the house of how you are going to die. So he's got Jupiter and Sag there, um, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, and you'd have to read this almost like you were saying from a horary point of view. So dies on distant shore from um, overconsumption of fun. Or this could be just his downfall, right? (laughs) You know, overconsumption of the fifth house. And he has this huge fall from grace. Okay, so that's the eighth house. The sixth is the ninth. Uh, The 10th is the seventh. And the 11th is his eighth. And this is how he, this is your state of prosperity, and so this would be the eighth house. So the joint resources that were stripped away from him, right? You know, sort of becoming punted out of the royal family coffers.
1: Wow, he's got a cuspy son.
0: Yes, he does. Right? Very there, cuspy. Yeah.
1: Zero. I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not fully in Pisces, really. I mean, it is, but. Yeah. Yeah. That would, yeah it's rare to see one that. Custy. I mean, exactly.
0: Back. Like, yes. Good, right good noticing. I hadn't actually. um No,
1: I hadn't. Either. I just caught my eye. It was like yeah. zero, zero, zero. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's obviously yeah. some um seconds or it wouldn't be zero, zero. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he's a very, like, he's right on the razor's edge of Aquarius Pisces.
0: Yes. Which. Yeah.
1: It's interesting because those are very different signs. That would be difficult to integrate as
0: well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, as I so let's look at Adele's in terms of the eighth house and the eleventh house of prosperity. So again, we start with where the part of fortune is. It's in the eighth. So we go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So her third house is the eighth house it's in Virgo. um, And so the condition of Mercury is in the 12th house. So her death may be associated with uh, self undoing. Yeah. Interesting. But the 11th house, which is the prosperity piece, so that's eight, nine, 10, 11 (laughs) takes us to the sixth house and the moon.
1: Your death could be sudden, too, because Mercury is very close in conjunction with uh, Uranus.
0: Oh, it is. Yes.
1: Unexpected. Unexpected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hang in there, Adele. I really love your music. (laughs) Don't step out in front of a bus, okay? Um So the 11th house of prosperity has the moon and Jupiter. And of course, her Jupiter is conjunct her sun in the 11th house of bestest of good fortune. So that piece of the uh, use of the part of fortune part of fortune seems to hold true. So let's look at ours (laughs) because I haven't done this yet. We're going to do this live and on air. Okay, so the next chart up is actually mine. And in it, I've put it up in a more traditional Hellenistic format. And you can see on the uh, right-hand side of the chart, I have fortune, spirit, uh, exaltation, necessity, eros courage victory and nemesis and those are the parts that uh, are calculated for my chart of the hermetic lots and so yeah if you again most astrology programs do have a feature that's like this okay so the reason why i actually wanted to talk about my part of fortune is it is incredibly active this year Um, By Hellenistic terms, I'm in a ninth house perfection, which is Sag, which is ruled by Jupiter. My Jupiter happens to be conjunct my part of fortune in the third house of siblings. What am I doing? I've been doing laps with my elderly sister (laughs) a lot, and we'll probably be doing it for most of the remainder of this year. But the question is, and so again, this is a demonstration of sun, moon, sextile, as I was saying earlier, cast forward from my ascendant, puts it in Gemini, because it's a 16 and
1: and sextiles, your descendant, descendant, too. Eh? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that's not good about this, I mean, putting Jupiter there is wonderful, but uh, Mercury is combust the sun- Uh, which is not good (laughs) and it can't see what it's ruling Um, Mm. and so and it what it does is it brings the association of siblings with death and Mm -hmm. yeah which uh, and what's interesting too is with Jupiter that is typically older and my siblings are incredibly Mm -hmm. well I've got one sibling that's 95 and so and I'm only 68 he's way older than me (laughs) (laughs) okay but let's look at my prosperity so let's go okay so the third house is one two three four five six seven eight okay so eighth house oh I have a public death oh yay (laughs) brought on by authorities no let's not go there right opposite Uranus no 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 (laughs) Well,
1: you've got a lot going
0: on in the tent with the moon and Chiron. I, I do have, and the North Node. I have all sorts of wonderful things up there. Anyway, so I wanted to go quietly with no one noticing, <laughs> but that's probably not going to be the case. Again, your
1: moon's, your moon's kind of
0: opposite Uranus. Oh, yeah, and it's the, my moon's not happy, right? It's in its fall, and it's opposite sh- the shocking Uranus, which was anyway. Okay, so moving on to prosperity. So that was 8, nine, ten, eleven. 11. Aries. Ha, huh. so the condition of my Mars, oh darn, it's in its fall in the seventh house. My prosperity is dependent on everything being fair between me and whoever I'm partnered with or my open enemies. <laughs> Shit.
1: Well, the the thing you have, um, going back to the moon up there, it it is sextiling your son.
0: Yes, oh yeah, no, no.
1: Which is in the eights, which is traditionally about...
0: Inheritances and things like that. Yeah, taxes and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to do taxes for people. Um, I have received a small inheritance. Um, mm. I have been an executor of a will and, um, you know, got some money for doing that. Um. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's all
1: that eighth house activity there. You you would be dealing with, you know, yeah. the process of dying.
0: Yes, exactly, and I do, I do. I'm one of those people that doesn't have to run, you know, to the hills because I'm talking to somebody who is dying. Um, and
1: the moon rules your fourth house, so yeah. inheritance could come from
0: Yeah, family. family, yeah. Yeah, I received a small inheritance from my dad when he passed, yeah. which was lovely, very lovely, <laughs> um, although I miss him. Yeah, okay, so um, obviously dissecting your part of fortune can make some statements, um, but it's not, and what will be interesting for me is when Jupiter comes around again, um, but it's not gonna do that for a couple of years. um, And I haven't gone back and looked at when Jupiter has conjoined itself and the part of fortune to see what kind of years that created. Jupiter has
1: been squaring those guys.
0: Yes, it has. Yeah. And it will in a couple of weeks here. I'm more concerned about the Mars. Um, So folks out there, uh, Mars is going to spend about seven months in Gemini um, later this year. And so for me, that will be, you know, roaring back and forth through my third house of siblings. And my sister is struggling. So that is of concern to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. realizing that that's where that will be yeah okay so let's look at Jill's (laughs) okay so there it is hers is uh, and I have cast this chart in a uh, using Placidus and so it's up there in the ninth conjunct the tenth house cusp it's Leo and her son is in Aquarius
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, yes,
0: it's, uh. yeah, which is squaring, you know, it's part of one of those grand crosses, yeah, and squaring them, yeah, so uh, not an entirely happy, so, so the integration between the sun, moon, and the ascendant, um, as you were saying, will happen between your belief system and your position out there in the world.
1: Yeah. Well, my yeah, you know, choosing my perspective and how I see the world. Yeah. And I think that's very much, you know, part of what my journey has been. So yeah, it makes sense to me that part of it. Um, Yeah. It's not going to be about you know fame and fortune, but it's about yeah feeling feeling more whole.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: Okay. Which is important
0: yeah it is actually
1: (laughs) yeah and it's you know it's squaring the moon and Mars and
0: that it is making up another very definitive square yes yes you're all about the square honey
1: I seem to be yes fortunately I do have some trines in my chart and (laughs) sextiles.
0: So just, just a little backdrop to, um, you know, when folks go to uh, the website and they look at Jill's chart, um, the bonus point of a square is the challenges are upfront and direct, um, yeah. and, you know, they're, they're not blindsiding you. It's, you know, the, the work that one does with squares can be quite powerful, um, and, yeah, and you can resolve them yeah
1: and and particularly if they're attached to trines and sex dogs, yeah it kind of gives you a way out of that you know difficult situation where you can you know, see some light at the end of the tunnel kind yeah. of thing yeah and and yeah you know so it's not all hard 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 i feel like i've been very fortunate yes yeah you know like, yeah. I've always, you know, landed on my feet. I have never had a lot of money, but I've always had enough and a lot of yeah. know, people. So, you know, I, I think of myself as very fortunate. Again, it's you choosing your perspective, right? Yes. Yeah. You can you can look at how difficult it is or you can look at how lucky you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the glass half full or half empty. Good yeah. point. So, you know, that's, yeah.
1: for me, that's kind of a biggie. You yeah. i Lots of trans and sextiles
0: going on there. Those yes, you helpful. do. Help me along. Yeah, yeah. You got a mystic uh, rectangle as well, which is yeah. quite yeah. lovely. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at the other one. How, how will you make your departure? <laughs> okay, so we start up here in the night. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You'll do it at home. Surrounded by like-minded individuals, maybe. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, I mean, could be a
0: heart. Could be your heart, eh?
1: Well, and it my son trines Saturn in the twelfth. Okay. So you know, I think that can ease things too, in a sense of to try, right? Yeah. To that 12th house
0: transition place. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Okay. But so, what I really like, okay, so. Oh next uh, yeah. Jupiter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, that will help. Okay, so if that's eight, this is nine, this is 10, so 11th. So prosperity comes through the seventh house of partnership. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, like I say, I've been very lucky. I mean, when when I did get divorced, I actually got the house in the. I mean, I got the had to pay the mortgage on it at, the, at yeah, the yeah, time, which was which was difficult. But in the end, when I did sell it, and I was able to buy something else up in you know, because the house was in West Vancouver, which is
0: right. Not a bad, Have property,
1: although if I'd been able to hold on to it, it'd be worth millions now. But
0: (laughs) yes, well, hindsight, (laughs) it's
1: all falling apart because I couldn't afford to keep it up. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so but I was able to sell it and buy something in Gibson's and you know, sort of not invest all the money in that so that it was able to support me. So you know, that came out of the marriage, right? Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so
1: you know, again, and you know. I even still have some of that money left because I've been careful with it because it's all I had in reserve. So, you know, it's that, I think. uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can use the part of fortune then. Um, You know, people probably aren't going to be terribly interested in the eighth house aspect of it, but in terms of prosperity, the 11th house from the part of fortune, which is making the part of fortune the first Um, can show what kind of prosperity one might uh, expect during the course of their life. Yeah, interesting. And we have gobs of time left, which means we might transition to um, the current – aspects that are happening out there. And um, I listened to a podcast, uh, again, this one is from uh, Achyut uh, at Nightlight Astrology, and he was talking about the um, very close, because today they are actually in the same degree, they aren't exactly conjunct of Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, but that it's a ripe time for receiving omens and um indicators from the universe. So in other words, as we were talking earlier about the part of fortune, um you know, using it from the point of view of a divinatory moment, this is a divinatory moment in the world yeah. collectively
1: with Jupiter Neptune conjunction. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you have burning questions, and uh, the correct intention, um, this is the time to start asking questions. uh, Because the the pipeline or telephone connection to the universe slash god, goddess, whatever deity you want to put there, that line is pretty much wide open right now. Yeah. And so what's nice about our particular divinatory tool that we use um, is that it's clean. It doesn't smell. We don't have to <laughs> play with the guts of chickens or uh, what another one apparently they used to do was tortoises. They would bake tortoise shells and where they cracked said something. I don't know. Just like, They oh. used to Stuff. Yeah, or yeah. cards. Yeah. Cards would be another, you know, nice and clean and simple. Well, the
1: chart itself, I think, is you know, you are diving into it in very in various ways. You
0: exactly. Know? Exactly.
1: You know, you can use the astrology in so many different ways. But, That's true. That is uh, true. It's, it's how you look at it, how you interpret it. It, you know, because the planets are represent energies. And, yep every astrologer will have their own unique interpretation Mm -hmm. of whatever um but yeah it's uh
0: yeah so it's it's time to look in your life and around your life at particular omens and i which just strikes me as i just it popped into my head this very moment the other day i was traveling for a medical appointment and i saw three scenarios in which they were, like, repeated, but random events, of course, you know, of people who were having fights with someone, and the, uh, the someone was saying, I can't do it any differently. But I saw it three different times.
1: A message <laughs> for you.
0: I, oh, yeah, I'm just realizing that now. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get omens. I get them. No, I Fine. Think, I, think, I think we <laughs> You know when we look at our day
1: we are in a waking dream of, of sorts you know yes, so yeah you can you can interpret the nighttime dreams you have but you can also interpret things that happen during the day yes. if you yeah if you are tuned into that right yes I mean, exactly tune in if you say okay yeah. you know show me you know yes. or whatever
0: yeah then and then then one has to be prepared
1: attention. and pay attention yeah because you know, so many people are not paying attention to yes. what they're perceiving. Yeah. And it is our perception. It's not, you know, there's no actual out there. out there. It's our perception of what's out there that we're, seeing you know, interpreting yeah. all the time. So you can do that at any time during the day. And I think right now with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces is a very good time to do that. To yes. Focus our attention on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: attention and intention and also on you know what is our dream what what do we want to manifest what is yes. you know what is yes. the big we want to see yeah,
0: yeah. what oh, is the world that we want to live in exactly yeah,
1: and that's, yeah. I think a huge thing to do because we we are spiritual beings and we are much more powerful than we're allowed to think and our power comes from within us right yeah. and yeah and and that's where we need to seek our answers is within and this to me is you know looking at a, an astrological chart is you're looking at what's within but you have some perspective on it because it's kind of out there on the chart yes
0: exactly <laughs> right yeah now
1: it is getting you know you can go deeper into yourself by looking at that and having a more slightly objective view of yes. what those pieces of yourself yeah. are and how they Integrate or don't, and how yeah. you might use them. Yeah.
0: The yeah. other the other piece that goes with asking the question is respecting that the answer you get may not be the answer you wanted.
1: But maybe the answer <laughs> you need.
0: But that's... the answer you need, I think. I think Mick Jagger has a song. <laughs> About that,
1: (laughs) because we don't always get what we want, but we do get what we need. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: we're we're not, you know, whatever it is, the universe's will, whatever you know. I mean, we we don't know what is behind everything. No, we (laughs) don't. We don't. There is an all in it everything, and we're just in it. And so, yeah, we can tune into that and spirit, or you know, the spiritual world, if you want, that's probably the best name for it because it's hard to name something like that.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. That's,
1: you know, is tuning into that which is appears to be out there, but is in here and yeah, pulling it together and yeah. So I think it's a that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is calling us to do that.
0: Yes, it really, is. Yeah.
1: Really tune into our spiritual being and and how we can utilize our energies in in the most positive way
0: yeah sounds good all right my dear i think we have come to the end of the program and we did discuss prior to going on air um our next two segments are going to Um, kind of mirror the upcoming eclipse season, which is between Taurus and Scorpio. Um, And in the more modern perspective, they are aligned with the second and the eighth house, which is all about value and money, Uh, whether Mm -hmm. it's your own or whether it's the one you share. And so we are going to start next week with the Taurus second house Venus chat and then the following week, we will do a deep dive into the eighth house in Scorpio. And yeah, so, I think yeah,
1: in general terms, next week, just looking at at money and yeah. the monetary system and all of that in terms of what's going on in the world. Yes,
0: we're going to pull up some charts, of the different
1: countries, and country you know, charts. Yeah, what's what what it's telling us? right? Yeah,
0: yeah, what's up? Okay, in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, community radio in the Cathet region, and uh, currently name-changing from Powell River's community radio as soon as we get the legal rights to do that. Um, So take care, Jill. Um, I will actually see you in person shortly. (laughs)
1: Seeing people virtually next week.
0: Yes, yes, we will be doing a taped show because I am actually going to be in Victoria where Jill lives. Yeah, so we will see you. Take care. Bye. Bye.